0: Brought to you by Dubois Productions. Hello, and welcome back to No and JB Sports Pedigree. That's right, we are back to provide insight on a wide variety of sports topics, from NBA hoops to NFL football. It's Super Bowl week, folks. We got Major League Baseball on the horizon. Yes, we do. Professional soccer. Hey, who knows where we're going to go this week? But I do know we're going to have a whole lot of fun and. Most importantly, we want you to have fun right along with us, so let's not waste any more time.
1: I am JB. And I am the IMD, one and only you know. And JB, you already started it off right talking about yeah. Super Bowl week. It's on the horizon. Yep. Six days from when this show airs, the game will go down. Yes, sir. Bittersweet, bittersweet, but yeah, bittersweet. It's exciting time. Your, your, your boys had a rough loss, close loss last game, and um we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, y'all. You know we got to yeah. start su- it off with Super Bowl off. preview. Two teams, two dual threat QBs. Mm. One plays in a system that allows him to be free. One in a more controlled scheme. Two crazy good defensive fronts. Mm. Both teams have outstanding receivers and tight ends with Travis Kelsey and Dallas Goddard. Some ball hawk DBs on both sides. And Andy Reid. Stuck right in the middle, JB. Ha, that's a good call there. What you got to say about the Super Bowl, man? Chiefs, Eagles. Eagles, Chiefs.
0: Man, for me, it's really a difficult one to call from the outside looking in. Obviously, I don't I don't follow either of these teams super closely all year. Uh, I was a fan of the Eagles pretty early on. Um, you know, I felt like they made so many good acquisitions in last season's offseason. season that they really set themselves up to be successful. I think the system that they run allows Jalen Hurts to do what he does best. Uh, uh-huh. It's a it's a bit scary, I think, the way that he plays <laughs> at times. As we saw, you know, he took the injury, The and we don't know if he's even really going to be 100%. Maybe nobody's 100% this time of year, but um, it is a bit dangerous the way that he plays, but he certainly... Um, you really you really can't you know if you even if you're spying him um he's just he's like a running back when he gets out in the open field and he's tough to get down um he's not afraid to challenge defenders and he's done very well throwing the ball around the yard this year again like you mentioned um you got a couple of really fabulous receivers plus a solid tight end I believe they have the leading rushing attack in the league, which, of course, Hurts is a part of that. Uh, but you got multiple running backs that they utilize. Maybe the best offensive line in football. I mean, it's debatable, but they really did uh, hold their own last week against a, a 49ers defense that uh, with a great front uh, seven. Um, and their defense is stout as well. They've got Darius Slay on the back end, who's, you know, certainly and Bradbury, both considered probably top 10 guys at their position. Um, Defensive line, they play like six, seven, eight guys. They can really get after it. And then of course on the flip side, you got the Chiefs with, uh, again, Mr. Jones came to play last week. Um, You know, I I think we had discussed maybe off air that he'd played like 14 or 15 games in the postseason without having a sack, which was very surprising. And he, he ended that last week, certainly. Um, definitely came to play and he's a game wrecker um, and the, the DB's you know they have a lot of rookie young players but at this point in the season uh, they've had the experience now to where I don't know if we can still consider them rookies the way they've been playing and balling out all year um, I would say that uh, offensively um, J- uh, Travis Kelsey's just the difference maker w- whatever you do uh, you know, you can't really stop him from getting the ball. He's crafty. Tough. And Tough. Uh, you've got enough, You've got speed guys on the outside. You know, if, if I'm looking at it on paper, uh, you know, if I'm going through checking the boxes on uh, different aspects of the game, um, I think on paper that the Eagles might actually be the better team. But here's what I'm going to say. The difference is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, when you have probably the best player in the game, as you saw against the Bengals, um, you know, there, realistically, there was no reason the Chiefs should have beat the Bengals. But Patrick Mahomes on like one leg got it done. And I kind of foresee a similar thing happening here. Um, could be wrong, as I was obviously wrong about what the matchup would be in the Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know, if I, I'd put my money on him to get the job done again. I think he's uh, got a point to prove. And uh, he's just that daggone good. Um, Again, I I don't think – I think overall that Philadelphia top to bottom probably has a better roster just depth-wise, position by position-wise, but I think he's the difference for me.
1: What you got to say about it? Pat Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill last offseason. Think about the pundits. Think about everybody, all the experts who thought it was going to be detrimental to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And we try to tell y'all on this podcast. We try to tell y'all that Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes because he's Patrick Mahomes. His skill set, being able to throw every pass, those sidearm passes, never getting flustered in a pocket, being mobile even when he's on one leg. Then you think about his receiving core. We got to give those guys credit. This younger, Mm -hmm. new receiving core, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Cole herdman you know, mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster, Travis Tony. Kelsey, obviously. Tony So, there he is. Tony, so deep. Extremely deep. Deep threats. Possession receivers. So, we're going to give these guys a lot of credit in their running back games. Yeah,
0: Pacheco, hey, Pacheco I, I said Stupid early on. Fast. How is he a seventh round? I mean, how does that guy that p- not get drafted? Because, <laughs> he's a beast.
1: He's, because of running backs, man. Because people... Yeah really overlook running backs because the running back position is not valued. It's running not, backs are not, right. not going to last for a lot of years. So, you know, you can get them in the later rounds. Now, I hear you when you say the Eagles have a better roster top to bottom. And, uh, you know, we got to get the Eagles some love, too. They made it to the Super Bowl. I didn't expect them to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, but the real MVP of the Philadelphia Eagles is their general manager and a mm. offensive coordinator. Guys who put the roster together and their play calling. Listen, Jalen Hurts is he good? Yeah, he's a good QB. Is Jalen Hurts an incredible QB? Come on, y'all. Just be real with yourself. Jalen Hurts is in an incredible system that allows. Listen, coaching is everything in the NFL. The Eagles have the perfect. They ran the ball against San Fran. Think they about did. that. Nobody yeah. expected that to happen. They ran for like 148 yards. Jalen Hurts, he did what he does. I think he had about 11 rushes for 40 yards, which a lot of people didn't expect him to run that much against them. And I would hope that they've kind of learned their lesson from what happened earlier in the season with his injury. But it's the way they do it. It's not him dropping back, doing QB draws. It's play-action passes. It's him understanding we run a lot of deep routes get the pat some quick pass game off and then i can take off outside of the pocket it's the way they run their offense that allows them to be so effective in so many different areas short game pat short short passing game deep passing game play action game um outside run plays inside run plays yeah they make it difficult
0: to you can't you can't really double or Take anyone away because there's yeah you really can I mean when you have
1: when you got receivers like AJ Brown you know what I'm saying and then speed demons like they have it's not a lot you can do and I think both teams really their staple of their offense is the tight end so um I expect a lot of points in this Super Bowl to be honest Mm. with you I really do I expect a high scoring game and um yeah I got Kansas City (laughs) we'll see yeah
0: yeah man and props to uh Lane Johnson guy out here balling on like a I don't know what his injury is, like a ruptured spleen or something ridiculous to where most of us would be, like, balled up in bed, and this guy's out here and kind of shut down Nick Bosa, one of the best pass players. rushers in, dudes in the league, here. so, Football yeah.
1: players ain't nothing like a football player. Mm-hmm. We tough. That's well, tough. Definitely, uh,
0: definitely excited. I mean, it's the Super Bowl. Not as excited, nearly, as I was last year or could have been, but... If you guys got, you know, if we got Chiefs fans or Eagles fans out there, congrats for making it this far.
1: No doubt. No doubt. JB. Yes, you know. Football players are athletes. Dog athletes. So let's get into athlete trivia and oh yes. We've we've started this new kind of trend where we both kind of have a themed athlete trivia segment. Yes, sir. My theme today. For the athlete trivia, where we go back and forth asking each other questions about an athlete, and the other one has to guess who it is. My theme today is one of the fastest in their sport. Oh, well, fastest Ooh, like athletes that. from a sport. Oh yeah, gotta What's love the speed.
0: Today, man? Hey man, what? I've been sticking with the '90s. '90s theme. Okay. We're going with '90s NBA point guards.
1: Okay. All you right. Got it. All right, Talk- JB. I'm gonna kick it off. I got about four of these. Yep. Former NFL running back. Who was born in Orlando, Florida. He is now 37 years old.
0: I think I got Russed it. Rushed for 9. <laughs> you got it already? <laughs> I
1: Keep going. I th- I'm just. Go ahead. Rushed for 9,651 yards. At 2,255 receiving yards in his career. Was the 2009 Offensive Player of the Year. But mm-hmm. didn't get a single vote for the MVP when he ran for 2,006 yeah. yards that season. Crazy. Who is it, JB? Down,
0: down there in Tennessee. What's his name, JB? Chris
1: Johnson. That dude, man. Let me tell you man. about Chris Johnson. When the coach used Underrated, to play the Titans, man. he used to scare me. Because he's one of – I call him a strikeout player. If every play you think he might go to the house, 80 yards away, 70 yards away, 20 – he's just one of those dudes. He scared me more than any other running back the coach played in the division ever. Mm. Ever. I I never feared another running back in the AFC South as a fan more than I feared Chris Johnson. And he really didn't ever get off against the Colts. I just knew what he could do. I knew what Mm -hmm. he was capable of.
0: People forget about him and people forget about a lot of these guys here. Uh, Let's start off with, this might be the toughest one. We'll see. All right. So this guy, 6'1", 168 pound point guard career stats 12.6 and 6.1 a game he was an all-star in 1994 he was a first-team all-american in college in 1991 at Georgia Tech University
1: oh that sounds like Kenny Anderson yes
0: it is and he was a
1: the lefty. quick little dude man nice Ooh. lefty point guard yes sir Kenny Anderson. man he He'll was the
0: number two overall pick
1: that's right wow. all in college oh. Y'all better go check out his yellow jacket statistics and Mm -hmm. highlights. He was a dog. All right, JB. All right. Before his leg injuries began, he was actually clocked at a 4-2 in the 40. And this is an NBA player, JB. Wow. You probably got this one already. Now 34 years old, 6'3", with a 6'8", wingspan, straight out of Chicago, where he won MVP in his hometown.
0: He ran a 4 2.
1: That's what they say. Good Lord. That's all Rose. D Rose. D Rose. From the same streets that we rose. Lord have mercy. Shout out to Common. But D Rose, monster. Straight out of the shy. Yeah. Do you remember D Rose in his MVP season? Like how he would just sprint down the court, running past people. And remember, y'all, he's dribbling a basketball and he's running past everybody. (laughs) My goodness. Crazy. And then dunking on him at the end of it, you know that,
0: that he's it's comparable. I mean, different players, but you know he's like a Ja Morant kind of guy, you know. Um, yeah. He was faster though. Yeah, they could both jump out of the gym. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, here we go. I got a six four, 190 ninety pound point guard, hmm. um, out of Skyline High School. He was a nine time NBA All Star. 7-time All-Pro. NBA Defensive Player of the Year in 1996. 9-time All-Defensive First Team. 16.3 points and 7 boards for 7 assists. On, for now, I'm his gonna career. I'm going to let you get all these
1: stats out. This is one of my favorites of all time. You yeah, he was that. also
0: the number 2 pick overall in the 1990 draft, one year before Kenny Anderson out of Oregon State.
1: I mean, is it is it um, hereditary because his son is an yeah, excellent it is. defender, too? It's got to be. The glove, GP, Gary Payton. Yes, sir. You already know the, the one player, 1996 NBA Finals. Yep. They only had him guarding Jordan the last couple games, and it, Seattle was down 3 0. They got it to 3 2. It's funny, Lost too, if you watch the, the he, last dance. <laughs> Yeah, listen, my, listen, Jordan's like Michael. Scoffing. <laughs> Michael Jordan might have laughed it off, but go watch games four and five. Oh yeah, Gary Payton, it tough, man. Gary Payton, listen, one player who could get in Jordan's head and actually semi-lock up Michael Jordan. Gary Payton. Yeah, I mean
0: you're never gonna stop. You know, all you can try to can slow him down a little bit. You know, and
1: definitely I mean he was taller than I thought 6'4 yeah know. GP 6'4 that's what yeah GP was a long dude man alright mm-hmm. one of JB's favorites mm-hmm. clocked in at 36.7 kilometers per hour that's almost 23 miles per hour so you know we're talking about another athlete from another nation tall rangy soccer player and when I said one of JB's favorites it's one of JB's favorites from Berlin Germany stands at 6'3 29 years old, one of the best defenders in the world. Who is it, JB? Is that Mr. Rudiger? That's right. Antonio Rudiger, former Chelsea
0: player. I'm so sad he's gone. Speed. Dude, dude can fly. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, I Man, there was games where I feel like at times he would almost just let guys go by him purposely just so he could track him down. Let's
1: go have fun. Crazy,
0: yeah. All right, let's see here. How about a 6'1, buck 75 back to another smaller guy? Uh, career stats 13.1 13, 1, 13. 1 points, 10.5 assists, and 2.2 steals a game. 10 time All Star, 8 time All NBA player. I'm sorry, if you count third team, that would be 11 time. How about five-time all-defensive second team and two-time steals leader, nine-time NBA assist leader from 1988 oh, through 96?
1: John Zaga.
0: Yes, sir. John Stockton. John Stockton. Another dog that people don't realize, I don't think. Uh,
1: John Stockton will get up in your stuff. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he will get up in you offensively and defensively. Roll,
0: <laughs> roll off the bus looking like, uh, you know, Dad from across the street. I wonder and how then many lock times. Lock you up.
1: I wonder how many times John Stockton was in public and didn't even, people didn't even know he was an <laughs> NBA bet, player. I
0: bet all the time. Yeah. It's a regular dude.
1: Man. All right, JB, my last one. Clocked in at 418 back in 1995, allegedly. Probably hand timed. Out of Ohio State and from Ohio as well. Played mm-hmm. for six NFL franchises, a little over 10,000. Career receiving yards, actually 10,900. 77 career TDs, 701 catches at 1,067 yards as a rookie for the Seattle Seahawks. Mm Mm-hmm. He had that many.
0: I mean, I don't recall him having that many stats. Is is that Joey Galloway?
1: That's right. He had 1,000 receiving yards. I didn't realize that. I
0: I thought I knew it, and then I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, Because because Joey Galloway is one of the dudes
1: that played for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He played for a lot of years.
0: Makes sense. Man, he he was one of the first I remember from watching Ohio State. Just uh, one of the first guys I really remember. Wow. All right. I may have saved the best for last year. All right. And that's saying something. We got a 6-foot, 165-pound point guard. uh, Career stats of 26.7 points and 6 assists a game. Mm. 11-time NBA All-Star seven-time All-NBA player, four-time scoring champ, three-time steals leader, NBA Most Valuable Player Award to his name. Drafted first overall in 1996 by the Philadelphia 76ers.
1: I vote. I vote.
0: (laughs) Yes, sir. Now, you know, I know he can technically call him a shooting guard, but it's debatable. He played the point as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, technically, he might have been a shooting guard, size-wise. Definitely a point guard. I think mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. if we were being technical, Eric Snow was the point guard in Philly back yeah. in them days. But I mean, Eric Snow didn't do much. Let's be honest. Yeah, he he would play some D. He bit. was a good defensive player, but people just left him. They didn't even guard him. <laughs> no, he had that little set shot. <laughs> he did with the uh, you know. Hey, but Philly Philly was, elbow. Tough in them, Philly was tough in them <laughs> days, man. They were Aaron tough. McKee. Theo Ratliff,
0: Theo, oh yeah, man, I used to love getting. I'd get three. I'd get Theo Ratliff on my team in NBA Live all day because he just protect the rim.
1: There you go. And then Dikembe Mutombo. After mm-hmm. a few years, man, that was a good one. JB, athlete yes, sir. trivia always excellent. 90s always point guards, one of the fastest in a sport. We'll be back in a couple weeks with another excellent segment where we specify certain category of athlete all right JB I'm gonna jump out oh please and kick off my personal segment today my personal segment is gonna be about what I left out on the last in no no segment
0: when you asked
1: me about the areas I would fix first as the coach GM I don't know how I left it out to be honest because a pass rush is a necessity whether it's forecoming or you have to bring that extra linebacker JB, there were 19 players in the NFL with double-digit sacks last, well, this past season, and the Colts had zero, with three players in the top 75 and one of them being your star defensive tackle. The pass rush has to be addressed. How do you do it, though? How do you scout top-notch pass rushers? Number one, I'm going I'm to give them the itinerary, JB. All right. It's all about that motor. Do they take plays off? When you watch film on that guy, is he giving 110% every single play? And you'll know. <laughs> the eye in the sky don't lie. Number two, do they have a signature move? The Dwight Freeney spin? the Robert Mathis swipe? Strip sacks? It's important. You gotta have a signature move that you're able to go to as a rusher. And number three, Are they a dog? And this one kind of comes back to whoever your general manager is, coaching staff, because let's be honest, it takes a dog to know a dog. It takes Mm. one to know one. And that's the problem with some of these teams' general managers, and I'm going to just leave it at that, JB. You
0: got to have the right scouts, right? You got to have the right people in place. That's right. (sighs) Well, good stuff there. I, like you, am going to share – My thoughts a little bit about my NFL team, of course, the Bengals. And just uh, a little recap from the game last week. I want to say, first off, a thank you for the support from all the non-Bengals fans out there. And, of course, the the biased Cincinnati Bengals fans as well. Um, there's There's no bigger Bengals football fan than me. But... I'm not going to sit here and say that the Bengals lost because of the referees. Thank and, you, um, JB. Thank it, you. Was, it was even watching the game. I, I promise you. Of course, there's a couple of calls that are questionable or I'm like, eh. And, you know, the replaying of a... It happened a couple of times where they, like, replayed plays. Whatever. The Bengals still got the ball at the end of the day from that possession. And there was things missed for the Bengals, too. Uh, the Bengals got to save a challenge because they refu- reviewed it before they even did the challenge and got it oh, right on good the field. Point, good point. Anyway, we don't, I don't want to go into each individual play. I just want to say the fact is the Bengals should have gotten a touchdown before halftime when they had the ball and they had a chance close, and they didn't. The Bengals had the ball not just with two minutes left and a tie ball game, but a couple of other possessions as well That's right. where my expectation would be that they go down and score and win the game. And they just didn't get it done. And uh, if you guys want a little more insight, uh, Lance McAllister is a, a great source. He's an excellent Cincinnati broadcaster who I followed for a long time. Um, had a really, really nice social media post about some of these things. And listen, you know, at the end of the day, if I'm going to sit here and say that the referees cost the Bengals a chance, like I I can't live my life like that. They... they you know, everybody misses things here and there. And I think, to be honest, if the Bengals had won, we'd have been hearing the same stuff from the other side from Chiefs fans. And they would have found Bengals things fans to fans wouldn't to. have been
1: saying anything. Nothing, they wouldn't.
0: <laughs> right? So, again, too much talk about the offici- officiating. Uh, the Joseph Apo- Joseph Asai play, the hit, that was one of 129 plays in the game. So, certainly... It wasn't a smart play But that's not the only reason the Bengals didn't win Let's be real um, You know, Joe Burrow didn't have his best game Mike Hilton didn't have his best game uh, Chris Jones did He had an excellent game Our O-line having three guys out It, it caught up, you know, at a certain point to us um, But I think there was still a lot to be proud of You know, as a fan of this team There were a lot of injuries The Chiefs had a lot of injuries too Um, but it was nice to see guys like Cam Taylor Britt, who was a rookie, looks like he's going to be an excellent player moving forward. Um, you know, Kappa, I think on the O-line is a leader, played excellent all year. Uh, and, and the one final thing is, you know, that it really came to mind from, from looking at the post was go all the way back to the very first game of the year when we did everything in our power to not win the game against the pittsburgh steelers in week one yeah had we won that game Bengals would have been the one seed and had home field and we probably wouldn't have been discussing any of this right now so at the end of the day you can blame the refs all you want but we still had all the opportunities and and the power in our hands to get it done and didn't do it
1: yeah i agree and Excuses are always going to come from fans when they lose a big game, emotions are high. It makes me think back to an early 2000s AFC Championship game between the Colts and Patriots. And it came out after the game. Well, they actually made the rule change, the illegal contact. Mm. Maybe that specific rule. Because every time Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison ran down the field, there was contact after five yards. They literally changed rules because of this game. Yeah. And I remember sitting and thinking, okay, okay. They pushed us around. They may have gotten away with that. But in my mind, I still held Peyton Manning and the Colts accountable. Yeah, exactly. We didn't play well in that game. In the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, they were holding us, but we just still didn't play well. And you got to hold your team accountable at the end of the game. You do.
0: But what's crazy is with the media, you know, look at what they did after last year when the Bills lost. We now have, they changed the playoff or the uh, overtime rule, right? So I'm just waiting to see if they're going to do some sort of like every play is reviewed in the postseason type stuff or, you know, uh, something's bound to happen, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, <sighs> all right, I feel better.
1: Off season time, <laughs> Yeah, you had to get that out, man. You always need an opportunity to vent. When you got things on your mind, but um, I'm gonna chat a little bit. Started off with the college basketball update. We college haven't talked hoops. about college basketball in a while. We end up oh February goodness, now. We only a few weeks away from Selection Sunday, y'all. And um, it's crazy, isn't JB. It? I'm gonna let you highlight the rest of college basketball, but this is about the Golden Black, mm. the Boiler men's basketball. For me, Hammer and Rails. You know, <laughs> second loss. and number one in the nation. Probably will stay there just because the team's under us lost as well. We're undefeated on the road. That's unheard of. But finally lost to Indiana. True freshman starting backcourt, JB. No Travion Williams. uh, No lottery pick, Jaden Ivey. How are they doing it? Well, there's a couple reasons. Zach Eadie has improved his skill with passing out of the post. Defending without fouling, conditioning, and pick and roll defense to an extent, and Hmm. Leading, He doesn't get too high or low emotionally, and that's extremely key. He's always been like that, and he's a junior this Hmm. year. As a team, opponents have been hitting 29% of their threes against the Boilermakers and under 40% from the field. No doubt about it, JB. Purdue defends, and its disciplined defense, upside rotation is always present. Purdue is better than last year, not because they're more skilled, But make no mistake about it once again, it's because they defend far more efficiently. Hmm. Why did I use the word efficient, JB? Purdue is the only team in the nation to give up less than 10 foul shots per game. 9.6 to be exact. They Uh rarely foul. Let's compare that to, let's say, the Tennessee Vols. Tennessee Vols, number two team in the nation, JB, who give up. The least amount of points per game at fifty-three. So they're a good defensive team, very good. They give up a ridiculous amount of foul shots per game in the twenties, I believe. I'm guessing wow. they pressure the ball heavy and you know sounds like they completely run a lot different of clock on offense on a lot of clock and pressure the ball heavy. But as long as Purdue keeps defending, they'll keep winning, no doubt. Slight slip up yesterday against the Indiana Hoosiers a couple of days ago. Indiana played well on their home court. I thought Indiana might win that game. You know, I ragged on Indiana a lot earlier this season, but they turned it around. They got hot. Um, had won a bunch in a row before losing to Maryland, I believe, last week. But uh, Indiana, they trying to make a little comeback and, and be an NCAA tournament team, which is good for the state of Indiana, but um, Purdue has two losses the entire season because they defend impressive. and they're disciplined.
0: You know, it That discipline you're talking about, um, one of the reasons I always liked Mick Cronin's Bearcats teams because he was huge on that, playing defense without fouling. Um, And they were always among the leaders in that regardless. And you can hang your hat on defense, you know. You're going to have off-shooting nights, but if you can defend, you're going to be in every game. So That's right. Well, speaking of my Bearcats, uh, you know, likely a year away still from the tournament unless you know they decide to go on a run and win the conference tournament um but you never know but uh looking like the houston Cougars hairs and maybe memphis um temple has played great in conference and the american but you know it may end up just being houston depending because uh there's a lot of other teams out there that are having solid seasons Uh, Just up and down. So just kind of going through the conferences. The A-10, you got VCU having an excellent season. Uh, ACC, probably seven teams that might make it. You know, Clemson is a surprise to me. They're actually undefeated at home so far this year. Uh, Of course, Virginia is consistently good. Pitt, NC State, North Carolina, and Duke, as well as Miami. All those teams having good, solid seasons. Uh, The Big 12... You know, maybe six teams from there looking like they're having solid seasons. Baylor is actually the lowest uh, conference play team, but they're one of the higher nationally ranked teams. Uh, Texas, who lost their coach and still are plugging right along. Of course, Kansas. Boo. Not a big Bill Self fan, but hey, they're a good team. Kansas State as well. TCU and Iowa State, all solid teams. The Big East, you got x That's right, Xavier is having an excellent season. Marquette with, uh, I believe, Shaka Smart still there, correct? Shaka, yes, sir. Creighton, Seton Hall, UConn, they might get six teams in as well. Big East is pretty loaded. Of course, the Big Ten kind of looks like the Boilermakers and everyone else, and uh, really a lot of shaking out to go on in that. I mean, you've got... Teams like Ohio State who are down at like 10th. I mean, who knows how many teams are going to end up getting in. Uh, A couple of smaller schools. Look out for Florida Atlantic out of Conference USA. I think they've got two losses this year. Uh, Charleston out of the Colonial Athletic Conference. And good old Kent State out of the MAC. Can't read, can't write, Kent State. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Out West in the Pac-12 UCLA with my boy Mick Cronin having another solid season. They're a pretty talented team. You know they defend. Um, Anxious to see them again come postseason play. Arizona, USC, looking like they're going to make a a tournament this year again. Utah and Oregon. And then down south, you got in the SEC, Bama and Tennessee, both playing excellently this year. Auburn, Texas A&M having a fine season. And, of course, Kentucky's coming on as of late. Um, you know, early struggles there, which seems a bit par for the course now, uh, when you're turning over your entire roster every year. So looks like they're making a run towards the postseason, though. And then how about St. Mary's actually over the Zags this year, uh, which is strange considering they still have drew Timmy in his like 10th year of eligibility out there.
1: Uh, How's that dude still in college?
0: (laughs) Right. I don't know. The, the one other team I want to mention from the Summit League is Oral Roberts. They Not only work. do they have uh, – I'm going to let you say his name. I can't do it. Max Acemas? Acemas, yes. Not only him, but a seven-five dude um, who I believe played college ball with Bowl Bowl or high school with Bowl Bowl. Oh like my. imagine that team. What a tall squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, get it you know, there. Oral Roberts is a team to potentially look out for come tournament time, so – if I did not mention your team, I'm sorry, but there's there's a lot out there that are having solid seasons. Um, but right now, you know, Boilermakers, Houston, Tennessee, these teams that really play defense. Again, Houston's another team that hang their hat on the defensive end. They got a couple of freshmen that are just legit um, next level type players as well. So it's getting to be that time in conference pl- or conference tournaments, like less than a month away. Yeah. As soon as the Super Bowl's over,
1: be. man, it's exciting time. Gotta switch it over. Switch the mind over. Football to basketball. Those of y'all that are into it, intuitive into it, like us. Yes, sir. Got to. All right. JB, well, yeah. What's up next, man?
0: Let's head let's head to another insanely fun segment. Uh hopefully for you guys this is for me. How about a little fact or fiction where of course fact or fiction? We'll go back and forth trying to stump each other a little bit um you know at the end of the day we hope hope you get it hope we get it right but uh we enjoy it if you guys play along and comment we'll share some insight on some things here and uh i'll go ahead and kick it off if that's cool
1: let's hear it jb all right
0: you know did you know that the cheapest super bowl ticket for this year is right around a thousand dollars
1: i mean I, i that doesn't surprise me i'm it's probably more honestly so I'm going to say fact, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if it was more.
0: Man, you should have went with, you were right, it's fiction. It's yeah. actually nearly $5,000
1: yeah, for thousand the cheapest yes. ticket yeah, that's, that's crazy. That don't surprise me at all. Imani Bates, former Michigan State recruit turned Eastern Michigan college basketball star, dropped 29 points in a row recently. Mm. Fact or fiction? That's fact. Yeah, he that's did. crazy. Oh, his teammate went good. off a little
0: bit. <laughs>
1: he, he went off, but we need his team to go off and get some wins. Mm, very kind of kind of interesting seeing a five star recruit. No disrespect to Eastern Michigan, but at a team like that, playing for a team like that with a record like they have. It's yeah, right. interesting. It is.
0: And you know, did you know that pitchers and catchers report in 14 days to spring training?
1: Is this factor fixed? We're going to say fact on that. Probably. Uh, honestly, it's, it's probably fixing. shorter.
0: It's fiction. It's actually eleven days. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) From the day
1: that this airs. So
0: if you're listening to this, a little later in the week, then it's obviously different.
1: Let's go. All right. Lamelo Ball leads the NBA in three-point shots made per game at four point nine. I'm gonna say fiction. Okay. You're right. Am I okay? Four point nine. He makes four. But Steph Curry leads the NBA. Okay. Okay. That's a lot, though. <laughs> Goodness gracious. LaMelo gets him up there. Uh,
0: in 1989, Bo Jackson for the Kansas City Royals hit 32 home runs and drove in 105 RBIs, then proceeded to run for 5.5 yards per carry for the Oakland Raiders in the football season. Or L.A. Raiders, can't remember.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> it's crazy dude was insane that's not not even realistic
0: no it's not
1: it's unfathomable right, man the Vegas Raiders had the NFL's top rusher and third highest receiving yardage players in the NFL in 2002 top rusher and third best receiver in what year? This past
0: season, this year, oh, okay.
1: Um, fact, it is a fact. Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Shout wow. out to Derek Carr for never mind. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, let's see. Sorry, sorry, Raiders fans, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't mean to do that. You, you got the best running back and rec- yeah, they own line. Honestly, mm-hmm. it really does just go to show that, that that football is not all about the skill positions. It does yeah. go to show that. Got to have yeah, a line. Got have. And it's have not always
0: about the stats
1: either, right?
0: Uh, let's see here. Greg Maddox had 146 starts in his career where he walked zero batters. It's probably higher than that. I'm gonna say fiction. Good job. It's actually 236 starts where he had zero blocks. It's crazy. And pretty sure he had a he pitched like a 73-pitch complete game at one point, which is like three innings
1: for most guys nowadays. Exactly. All right. The Philadelphia Eagles had four players this past season with double-digit sacks mm. four players i think that's a fact incredibly that is a fact it's can crazy. you name them how many can you name son reddick one um fletcher cox uh no no man i Brandon can't think graham of graham javon, javon hargrave mm. josh sweat i would definitely not have gotten him wow <laughs>
0: that's incredible they get pressure you know That'll be the trenches, man. They they yeah. Yep. That's why I say, you know, I think they they on paper, but they don't have my homes. All right. Uh Joel Youngblood is the only player in Major League history to have a base hit for two different teams in the same day. <laughs> what?
1: Oh man. Uh, that, that sounds so ridiculous. I'ma say fact.
0: Yeah, I couldn't have made that one up. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> got traded like in the middle of the game, or something like that, and then he flew to the next city. Pretty sure Montreal was involved. I feel like it's a Montreal thing. Maybe I'm wrong, but I can't remember exactly. And uh, he did, yeah, he
1: did play for the Expos. I remember that. Yeah,
0: he got into that game uh, at like the evening time and got a base hit for that team. There you go,
1: Joe Youngblood. <sighs> got any more now? That was it for me, man. Um, I got one more.
0: Let's get it. You might not like it. In his first twenty-seven starts, Tua has thrown for two hundred more yards, has a seven percent higher completion percentage, thrown twenty few four fewer picks, and has seven more wins than Peyton Manning in oh, his first twenty seven starts. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, is it is that a fact? It's a fact, yeah. Oh it's gosh. crazy. That's yeah, again, I was kind of giving a little bit of little bit of a preview that you know stats ain't always uh
1: stats can lie. Goodness you know gracious. what I mean? Goodness gracious. Yeah. All right, man. Let, let's move on to the no-no segment. <laughs> Goodness, man. <laughs> That's right. It's time for no no's.
0: <laughs> no no's all right, so for those of you have been living under a rock uh, and no knows, I'm going to ask you know, a personal question, and then we're going to put some time on the clock. I'm not even going to say at this point how much time, uh, but we're going to put some time on the clock. I'm going to give you N.O. Know, a topic to share his opinion and thoughts on, um, make an argument for, and uh, we'll just see where it goes. So are you ready to go? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, you N.O., know, so... It has been uh gosh, it's been some time now that you have been out of the great state of Alaska. And uh you know, certainly I know there's some differences to living in Kansas. So maybe if you could just touch on now that you've had some time to get settled a little bit, you know, maybe the biggest pros and the biggest cons of the, you know, living down here and versus living up in Alaska.
1: There's one big pro and the, there's there's no cons. There's, oh wow there's one there's one pro slash con slash everything i mean uh it's i'm gonna just put it like this jb as we record this show here in february it's 63 degrees outside right now wow and what i'm gonna do for you guys is it's only
0: 57 down here right now
1: i'm gonna look and see what it is in fairbanks alaska oh it's a balmy in the positives, three degrees. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's. That's everything right there. Weather, I mean, changes up everything. Um, obviously get the vitamin D that you need. Oh yeah, you don't, for sure. You're not weary of going outside. You always ready to go do things. Winter is not bad at all. I mean, the cold. It, it snowed one day, then it oh, completely wow. melted the next day. Um, you got big cities in every direction. About forty-five minutes one direction, two hours another direction. I'm not far from family, 10-hour drive, 12-hour drive, which for those of y'all who think that's a long drive, yeah, I'm not that type of person. I drove from Alaska to Kansas. 12 hours of driving is nothing to me. I'll jump Mm -hmm. in a car and do that easily. So it's the vicinity, location, being back in the contiguous states. That in itself just makes it better. I like it. I
0: like it. All right, good stuff. Uh, I'm going to put some time on the clock here. And it's funny that uh, you just kind of sent me a message about this earlier today, you know. Uh, Kyrie Irving has, I don't know if I want to say demanded, um, (laughs) (laughs) but he wants to be traded. So um, I kind of want to just get your thoughts on the whole situation. I mean, I'll let you give you the freedom here to go to whichever angle you would like. Of course, Mm -hmm. you have Kyrie who... You know, whether or not he is uh, rightful to do this. If you were in his situation, maybe, what would you do? There's rumor that he is planning to sit out if he's not traded. And then also, you know, from the team's perspective, would you trade him? And then maybe even KD, like what's he uh, thinking about all this? And to be honest, um, what type of expectation do you think that there could be for what you get for trading somebody like Kyrie? So. There's a lot to discuss. I want to
1: just let you elaborate. All right, and whenever you're ready, I'd like to know the reasoning. That's the first and foremost, the biggest thing. I'd mm. like to know what it is going on between him and the coaching staff, the front office that makes is making him demand the trade. Did they lie to him about something? Were they not mm. forthcoming about something? These are things that, I mean, Kyrie's not the type of guy who's going to blab this out in 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 on them in the media. He doesn't really like communicating with the media. We don't really know the intricacies of it. Um, and Kyrie, he's a very reserved person, mm-hmm. and I respect him for being that way. A lot of ways, he's not out there um, putting all his business out in the street, unless he's asked. Now, from a KD standpoint, um, depends on what you get. And it's looking like it might be the Mavericks, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. Good pieces, man. Spencer Dinwiddie's a really good player. He is. Um, <clears throat>
0: wasn't he previously with them?
1: Um, yeah, he Nothing was bad, actually. Yeah, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie, really good guy, man. Um, I think Luca was out. He just dropped crazy amount, maybe 40, 30 something recently. So he can he can put up buckets in a hurry. But back to the Kyrie aspect of it, because that's what this was about. Um, who knows, man? It, it, it's really tough to really answer this question in depth. I think Kyrie is the type of person who he very straightforward person, direct. Thinks for himself is uh, not true. really influenced a lot by media and really what people feel or care that he does. He's he's an individual, a true individual in this world, and it's not a lot of people like Kyrie Irving. So I respect him for that heavily. So um, if you were if you had to um,
0: <clears throat> if you were in the role of the team, you know, would you,
1: knowing that he could walk at the end of the season, would you try to at least get something? Do you think or exactly you have yeah. to. I mean, you got to salvage, you got to salvage something, especially if he's gonna leave. It's kind of the Indiana Pacers situation with Paul George. It was mm. widely speculated and known that Paul George was gonna leave at the end of that season. So, yep. Pacers said, "We're gonna expedite this process and get him up out of town." You have to, or else yeah. you're just a fool. You get nothing, right? At that point, you're gonna get nothing for that player. Not so to mention it, if he's just gonna sit out. Yeah, a smart move. You gotta, gotta get something for him to be a sidekick with KD and I guess Ben Simmons to an extent. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, cause you're and you're never gonna, you know, you're never gonna get full value for a player like that. But that that sounds like a decent option. I think there might have been a draft pick involved too there potentially with Dallas. Of course, we don't know all the details. What they what they shared in the media that I heard is that uh, the contract talks fell through. You know, and uh-huh. that th- there was some sort of stipulation that they were wanting to have in the contract that he didn't feel like he needed you know who knows who's leaking what or what's real but yeah pretty well said there I mean I would agree I think uh you know I was kind of hoping that that trade had happened before we we got on here because I was going to ask you you know who you thought got the better of it or uh what you thought maybe the Mavericks chances would be like now postseason wise but I mean
1: I think we can decidedly say that the trade is happening Mavericks postseason, they're still going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it, Kyrie doesn't make them a better defensive team it, per That's what I was
0: going to say. Defensively, they...
1: And then I mean, looking who, at it from the standpoint of Luka Doncic and Kyrie coexisting. There's
0: only one ball. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see one how that basketball.
1: works. One basketball. We'll see how that one works. <laughs> we'll <Right>. see.
0: <laughs> all right. Good stuff, man. Well, it was a, it's a busy week. There's a lot going on in the sports world, so hopefully we... We covered a lot of it anyways, and um, we are blessed to continue to keep doing this. We appreciate y'all. Continue to uh, send us your feedback. You can hit us up at no.jb.sportspedigree at gmail.com. Yes, sir. Of course, look for us on social media. Subscribe, share, uh, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff, and we really appreciate it. We'll talk
1: to y'all later. Have a good one let's go sports pedigree on deck who's batting in no njb it's what's happening coverage of the nba present and past. you probably want to listen to facts we never mask last. we don't hold back articulating them sneaky important stats and trivia shows that the subject matter is well rounded like a ball is i see the referee i'm wondering what the call is communicate the pick i'm going top side illuminate that list giving you my top five acknowledging who's great now your list may have a couple different names but really there's no debate wait passion gotta be smooth on the lookout for sports dichotomy tools getting views sounds nice but the vision is deep because then knowing jb will never put you to sleep originality is the key we pick locks with open up no noses they can talk to the segments are personal too because a sports podcast without opinion surely no value <laughs> we gotta be great requesting no favors world cup you wait for tennis majors nfl trades and baseball pastime consistent on the mic we don't get no halftime